see if it works. I don't know if it's going to work, but. Okay, we're good. All right, we're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the She Invest podcast with your host. I'm Allie Fugit. And, and I'm your co-host, Carrie Douglas. And this is She Invest. Uh, so we're here today with a really special podcast, uh, someone from a group that we are in, and she has an amazing journey that we want to share with you guys. Uh, we're super excited to hear about her story because we don't even know all the ins and outs, and uh, I just, I, I have lots of questions for her. I'm secretly um, very invested in this myself here. So uh, without any further ado, uh, Carrie's going to introduce her and we'll bring her on. Yeah, she has quite the bio. Um, Jayla brings over 20 years of experience in entrepreneurship, marketing, operations, and sales. She started her career working with global iconic lifestyle brands like Diesel and Burton Snowboards. With a burning desire to forge her own path, she pursued a nine-year entrepreneurial venture that included appearances on Shark Tank and Beyond the Tank. Burnt out from grinding in the consumer products world, she took some time off to start a family and eventually found that investing in real estate was the path she needed to live a life she loved. Jayla now invests in short-term rentals, co-hosts over 20 properties, and has the much-desired flexibility and resources to spend time with her family. That sounds like a dream, <laughs> and I would love yes, to talk more about that with you, Jayla. Welcome. Hi. Welcome, Jayla. Good to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so excited to have and you. And to join you, ladies. I love this. Yeah. Um, so, Jayla, why don't you start off by telling us uh, what pushed you to, you know, join in on this real estate investing and, and what, what's your drive? Um, well, it's funny. My parents always invested in real estate. So it wasn't, you know, I think looking back, that was familiar. Um, in my early 20s, I house hacked a triplex. I kind of bought one unit, you know, renovated the others, moved into one, you know, did that whole thing. So that was kind of my very first experience of just that thought process of, oh, you know, I can make this um, leverage this. And, how long and then ago I kind of that. That was in 2005. So, and then I kind of like forgot about real estate. I got completely consumed. I wish I didn't. I wish I had kept going on that path to, you know, at least on the side. I don't regret what I did, but um, I totally just kind of let go of that and figured, oh, I'll do that again someday. And all of a sudden, 20 years, you know, went by <laughs> um, or almost. So, um, then, as kind of you mentioned in my bio there, um, started a family and I actually took some time off and I went back to the corporate world. I was VP of sales and marketing at a music company um, for five years and I never thought I wanted to start my own business again um, until I got kind of sick of that corporate environment and was just slaving for them and, um, you know, politics, all that stuff. And I was like, hmm, maybe that, you know, entrepreneurial thing sounds good again. And I was just like, I want something that is just, you know, straight up. I don't want to try to build a huge national brand again. Um, so I kind of saw real estate as that path. Um, and COVID actually pushed us into it. We bought a place just to get away to on the weekends. And then I ran all the numbers and seen how lucrative it could be as a short-term rental and hired a management company 
and they were so horrible that that's what pushed me into managing it myself and uh, ended up co-hosting. So that was kind of the, the short version of how I, how I got to where I am. Isn't that that's so cool? How you just fall into like, okay, I was planning to leverage somebody else managing this for me, but they didn't do a great job. And so now I'm going to have to get into this too. That's what happened to me too. <laughs> yes. And I just want to like go back because I know everybody's going to read it in your bio and wonder like, tell us about the Shark Tank adventure. Cause I mean, that is a massive industry, right? With like huge entrepreneurial uh, mentors. And so like, tell us about that and like your experience with that. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. Um, I don't think I'd want to go on the show again. I'm really glad I did it, but I'm sometimes like, I can't believe I actually did that. Um, so I started a wine company and, you know, it was a brutal industry looking back, just very challenging to get it profitable. We had a lot of production issues. Um, I raised, I spent a year and a half pitching investors before Shark Tank to raise um, the seed capital to kind of get it going. I'd gone through my initial savings and 401k and everything. So I went all in on this company. And so I raised about 500,000 from private investors, non-friends and family, which was a feat in itself. Um, we had production issues and it was kind of a Hail Mary to go on Shark Tank. We needed the exposure and the marketing, got on, got a deal with Mark Cuban. Um, the show's totally legit. They don't know anything about you before you go out there. So it's a great show. Um, the sharks are actually really involved. Mark was amazing to work with. He's way more involved than I would have ever expected. Um, so it was a great experience. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, it was really cool. But, you know, I was traveling constantly. I was working 16 hours a day. I mean, I seven days a week, I was grinding. I got really burnt out. So... Um, it, it's just a tough industry. Alcohol's tough in general. Um, uh, consumer products, you know, everything has its challenges for sure. Um, but it was fun. It was a great experience. But how cool, like, but how cool to like forge a relationship with Mark Cuban? It, it, because I mean, not only is he does this, he has his hands on a lot of different streams of revenue, right? So, oh my god, like, what yeah. a what a cool guy to like just like meet and conversate with. Um, so yeah, so so you switch from that. Now you've gone towards uh, the short-term rental industry is the path or real estate in general is the path that you chose. Um, so what do you think your niche is within this real estate industry? Um, you know, given my kind of branding and marketing background, um, I just naturally gravitate gravitated towards, you know, more luxury properties where we can really like go all out on the hospitality side of things. I, I love that part of it. I love, creating the amazing guest experience. Um, and we really go all out for the owners as well. I actually love that part of it. So, you know, we have kind of two customers like everybody to keep happy. And our whole goal is just to go above and beyond for both of them and just add value and, you know, just really provide a great experience. Having been on the, the side of having a management company that was horrible, you know, being the opposite of that. Um, so I would say our niche is just kind of more luxury, family-centric type properties, single-family homes in, you know, we're in Santa Barbara, California, and Stowe, Vermont. So two kind of smaller vacation-type towns as well. Awesome. And so what do you feel like that you do to go above and beyond for your guests or for your owners? Like what's, you don't have to name all of your, you know, secrets, but like what's one of your favorite things to do that sets you apart maybe? 
Um, let's see. I mean, I think, you know, it's just, I mean, you guys know there's so many little situations that come up in this business all the time, you know, guest requests or all the owners have different preferences, right? And so our goal, instead of kind of, you know, growing to be hundreds, co-hosting hundreds of properties, I want to keep it boutique where we can continue to cater to all the little requests, you know, for owners and for guests. Um, and then, you know, one thing we stock our properties with all kinds of, you know, extras, we do pancake mix and maple syrup and coffee and a awesome welcome basket. Um, sometimes we'll do a cheese plate in the fridge, you know, so we again, just little surprises and stuff like that for people. Awesome. That's, awesome. that's really cool. Having that agility to be able to say yes. Yes, exactly. that's really cool. That's cool. Yes. Can you tell us about your first short-term rental that you purchased, like the property you purchased to get away and then you started looking at the numbers? Can you kind of run us through like how that process went, how you found it, like just the basics of that deal? Yeah. So how I, well, okay. So it was during COVID. It was early COVID and it was that time we we're like just dying to get out of our house. Like everybody was, you know, and we decided to meet up with my sister and her family in Paso Robles wine country, like two hours North of here. And we rented a house that had a pool and similar to what you were saying, Allie, uh, earlier before the show, uh, it was like the most relaxing vacation we'd ever taken because the kids were playing in the pool and we could actually sit. And I was like, we need a house with a pool. And we're constantly looking on Redfin. And on the drive back, um, my son had to pee. So we pulled off on the side of the highway. And I said to my husband, there's a house like two blocks from here for sale that has a pool. Should, I never would have looked at it if he didn't have to pee and we didn't pull off the side of the road. So we went over, we drove around, we looked at it. And I went home, we were like, this place is really cool. Went home, looked at it. Um, and I, we put an offer in three days later and basically the way, you know, we knew we could at least, um, afford it if we had to, you know, with just to use it. But I kind of looked at three backup plans, you know, we could short-term rent it, we could 30 day rent it, and we could always long-term rent it if we had to. So I knew the numbers worked kind of for those three scenarios. Um, which was great. And so for the first year, we ended up using it a lot and having the management company. And, you know, it did pretty well. It was profitable. I think we, you know, we netted maybe 25,000. Um, and then when we took it over and actually did the marketing right and all of that, um, we netted 150,000 the next year. So I, a huge it, difference. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It slowed down a little bit. That was COVID. So, you know, I think we'll do like 80% of that, but, um, big, big difference. Yeah. So those were pre COVID purchase numbers. Obviously things are a little bit different now in the same area. The numbers, you know, don't quite work the same. Um, but that was the first kind of jump into just realizing, um, you know, how it all worked and what it could be. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool though. Like that, I think Carrie had a similar situation, right? Like you guys bought a vacation home that could do as both, you know, vacation and short-term rental. So that's a, that's a great driving factor when choosing a property. Um, so Jayla, what from now, I think you said you're like at what, 23 properties that you currently manage, right? Yeah. So what are your next steps and future goals moving forward? So, you know, we're getting ready to launch four more properties right now. Um, we, it's so funny, just word of mouth, they just kind of fall in our lap. Um, 
we're being a lot more selective at this point with which properties we take on. Um, we actually dropped three properties um, in the past six months that were just either really high maintenance, not profitable. So, you know, we're realizing the kind of people we want to work with, the kind of properties we want to work with and being more selective as we grow our portfolio. So I could see us, you know, going to 35, 40 properties and co-hosting. Um, but I want to really get into commercial um, and possibly a boutique hotel, something like that, because with the regular, I'm in two areas where the regulations are up in the air and we own two properties where the regulations are up in the air. Um, and so, you know, I think doing something more in the commercial space could just help kind of offset that or mitigate the risk of what we currently have. So that's kind of the goal um, in the next year. And then we we're currently renovating a, um, property that my biggest immediate goal is getting this place dialed in <laughs> so that's what's your the property goal. <laughs> yeah would you say? tell us about the property you're at now what are, what are you doing with it oh god so this one is in santa barbara um and it's uh it's got two units on it a main house and an adu and it's right near the hospital it's got an amazing view of the ocean and the mountains it's really cool property um, it was considered uninhabitable. <laughs> it was not bankable. We had to go through a hard money lender. And um, so we're, you know, I mean, it's just every single thing, all the plumbing, all the electrical, I mean, every single thing needs to, you know, be redone, but it has great bones. The foundation's good. There's no termite damage. It was built in the forties. So it has a lot of positives, but it's just, it's the biggest renovation project that we've taken on. You know, most the other ones were more just kind of cause a lot of cosmetic stuff. Um, and this one's just kind of a much bigger project, but it's going to be amazing in the end. So it'll be fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I'm, can relate to that so much because <laughs> that's exactly what we go for is the ones that are like falling apart and caving in and there's trash everywhere. And we're just going to come in and somehow make it <laughs> livable again. So but it's, it's, yeah, fun. It's, it, fun. it's a lot. But. That transformation yeah, we, is so satisfying. Oh, totally. I love that part of it. Yeah. We came in to look at it and the realtor was like, oh, it's a teardown. It's a teardown. And we're like, no, it's not. <laughs> we can make this work. But yeah, I love the transformation part. I mean, that, that is such a fun process. I mean, yeah. anyway, you have that vision. It's really fun. Yeah. So it your is. immediate goal is to get that property completed renovation. Are you selling it? Are you holding it? What's the strategy? We're going to hold it and rent it. So yeah, being near the hospital, it's perfect for like traveling nurses. There's a um, couple, you know, the universities here. So professors, um, grad students, that type of thing. So perfect. yeah, we're going to hold it. Awesome. We are going to do, um, you know, so this is the first one where we did a hard money loan. We're adding value. We're adding a bedroom. You know, we're doing things to specifically to add value and then you do a cash out refinance. So it's kind of fun in that this is the first time we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And you're going to, so you're going to like midterm rent this one more than likely or short term? Midterm. Midterm. Yeah. 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 We have one other property here that we midterm rent. So I'm a little bit, you know, have been doing that a tiny bit for that one. Yeah. I, I, I think the midterm strategy is so great, like a total topic for another podcast, but it's, it's such a profitable spot to be in because you're, you're in that sweet spot, you know, and you, Especially if you work with the insurance companies, you can make a ton of money. So, mm. um, yeah, I, 
Don't even get me started. Like we'll I have could to go have, down a whole rabbit hole. We'll have to have Jayla back and maybe a couple of people will have a panel about midterm rental as another episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, it's really good stuff to get into. Um, okay. So, well, when in doing this Jayla and like, you've come from like the corporate background and you've transitioned into this. And so in looking at your personal financial statement and like where you're at now, like how often are you checking it and, or are you more focused on, you know, your, is there something else you're more focused on or one specific thing that you're tracking for your personal financial statement? Um, I'm pretty focused on it. I manage all the finances, um, you know, between myself and my husband, we're pretty budget oriented. Um, we've really tried to avoid lifestyle creep, you know, over, you know, the past kind of five to 10 years. Um, we've been, we've done pretty well at that. Surprisingly. Um, we want all of our extra money going into investing into real estate. Um, looking at kind of expanding that out, you know, at some point, not just real estate, but, um, I mean, I'm pretty in tune with it. I have a giant spreadsheet, you know, that I check, uh, depending on what we're doing at the time, like right now during this renovation project, I'm checking it weekly. Um, otherwise I might just be checking it monthly, you know, going through kind of, you know, blah, 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 making sure we're just not, I don't know, just being smart with our spending and that kind of thing. We definitely like to have fun and like to go on vacation and do stuff also, but just, it's crazy how quickly stuff can creep up and you start spending more and more money. So I'm pretty in tune with it. Um, I would say, you know, mostly we're just tracking um, kind of that next chunk of cash, at, you know, that we can reinvest and then that next chunk of cash. And um, so mostly we're just kind of focused. That's our biggest focus is what's our next investment and when are we ready to do that? That's awesome. I love hearing that because I'm always thinking you know, when I'm asking someone this question about what metrics they're tracking, I'm always looking for like, are they ca tracking cash flow? Are they tracking their net worth and equity in properties? But I love your answer of like, we're just focused on growth. When do we have the next chunk to go do another deal? That's a great answer. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when you, I'm sorry, <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say for the co-hosting properties, for those I am checking, you know, basically profitability every month and that kind of thing too. And same thing though, trying to keep our expenses low. It's, it's crazy how quickly stuff can creep up. Um, so I do track that pretty, pretty carefully. Yeah. Well, especially with short-term rentals too, like it seems like there's always a new tool that you need to put in place and somehow all those tools cost money. Um, <laughs> so, um, so what, when, how will you know when, like, do you have a goal that you guys are aiming for? Like how or when will you know that you're successful? Or do you think by your and your husband's terms and goals, have you already met that? And, and what did it look like when you met it, when you felt successful? Um, I would say at this point, I feel like we're successful, you know, um, my idea of success has definitely shifted over the years. I think when I had the wine company, I thought it was this payout at the end. Um, now it's all about like, you know, lifestyle and spending time and flexibility. And we both have that. Um, my husband's in sales. He's had the dream job forever. And I've always been like, how do I get 
what he's got going on there. Um, so, you know, he is 1099, works for himself, makes great money, but has complete flexibility, travels, but, you know, is super flexible. And now I have that same flexibility. So we can go to Mammoth on weekdays. We can, you know, do things when it's not crowded. Like we have that flexibility to do kind of whatever we want, whenever we want. Um, I can pick my son up at three and go do stuff with him and not feel like I'm, you know, oh, I should be working or I should be doing something else. So to me, that's the biggest metric of success. Like I, it's truly a huge shift for me from say 15 years ago. Um, you know, and financially, I think, you know, we've got two pro really profitable properties right now. The co-hosting business is growing. We're continuing to invest. Um, I feel like we're in a good place. You know, I'm, so I feel like we're successful at this point. I think, you know, maintaining this and not getting, for me, it's not, I'm, I'm competitive and I love business. So I have to really catch myself to not try to go after the big shiny object and to resist doing that and remember that I, that I want to maintain my lifestyle and flexibility and time. And I, I also had very high blood pressure for a little while. So I kind of <laughs> have to keep that in check as well. Um, so, you know, I think going forward, um, success will be, you know, I don't ever really want to retire. I love working and doing stuff. I'm sure I'll get into some other something at some point, you know, I just the way I am, I love learning. And um, so yeah, I don't know, I think, you know, I think it's good to have goals, but it's good to be a little bit open. Um, also yeah. to what might pop up, you never know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, love, making sure it stays fun. <laughs> yeah, I love your answers too, about like, success isn't necessarily financial for you. It's flexibility and the lifestyle that you're able to live. And that's, that's so important. And I love how real estate has been the vehicle for you to do that. Like, that's exactly like, it just, it just speaks to everything that I believe in. So it's such a wonderful answer. I was, I was yeah. actually going to say the same thing because when this last, we just got back from vacation yesterday. And when we were looking at booking something, it has been so hard now because my husband and I, I mean, we, just transitioned out of our w-2s over the last two years and so um we were we got caught because we were trying to go on this vacation with friends and we're like looking at weekends and we were like what are we doing what are we doing like we don't have to do this and like and our friends are entrepreneurs as well so they don't have to do that they have the freedom and flexibility and we're like we can go through the week. Like rates are cheaper. No one will be there. Like it'll be great. And it did, it worked out really well, but like breaking that glass to like, and that mentality to, you know, get there. It, it was freeing is what it was. Is it mm -hmm. that I think was another little box, um, you know, that we, we are measuring on our success ride because to be able to have that freedom to go on a vacation through the week, is we never had that before, you know, the, to just pick up and go. That's so cool. Yeah. That freedom. Yeah. It's funny. One other thing I think, um, you know, I've, I've raised money in the past and I've worked with investors in the past and a big thing I'm on the fence about right now is, you know, in terms of our focus of when's our next investment. Like I know I could go out 
and go that route. And I'm really kind of on the fence. You know, I probably will, but you know, when you have investors, you're definitely catering to your investors, right? You're not a hundred percent, um, kind of in the driver's seat all the time. You have, you have someone you're answering yeah. to, right? Yeah, you're answering to. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, you know, I'm just trying to decide if that will cut into <laughs> the current, you know, the current mode that I'm in, that I'm enjoying. Um, but I have a feeling I'll go that route at some point, but, <laughs> but anyway, it's just kind of another thing in the back of my head in terms of, um, you know, future focus and stuff like that and how it, how it factors into the lifestyle. Yeah. And the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And the freedom. So our next question, um, what would you have done differently in your investing journey, knowing what you know today? Is there anything you would change? Well, like I said earlier, I would have invested a lot earlier in real estate. Um, it's crazy how many ways there are to finance things and fund things. And nobody knows about it. It's just insane, right? I mean, it's so crazy that the only way people really know is this one, like, go to the bank and apply for a loan. And that, I believe, gets in the way of people investing earlier in real estate. And it's really, I just don't understand it. It's crazy. So I think if I could have one, done one thing differently, it just would have been to understand what the options are for getting into real estate a lot earlier and not being um, you know, held back by that idea that there's only one way to finance a property or land or whatever it is. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing is just, um, as much as, oh my God, I've spent so much money on education, you know, way too much money on an MBA and didn't learn that one thing that would have been so insanely helpful, you know, 10, 15 years ago where I could have been investing in real estate on the side. So I think getting into it a lot earlier is definitely something I would have done differently, which I know is kind of a common, common theme among people. Um, the other thing on the co-hosting side was just being more selective. We got into really growing really fast and just like, sure, we'll do that one. Anything that fell in our lap, we were taking and I, man, we wasted a lot of time and a lot of money on properties that we just shouldn't have taken on. So that's probably the, the biggest um, thing I would have changed on the co-hosting side is being, I mean, in the beginning, I had to make some concessions just to get the first few properties. And I don't regret that. But after that, being more selective would have been smart for sure. So, yeah, yeah. I want I don't want to make two comments on that. I first, I love that you talked about like there not being a whole lot of education around uh, the financials on it, or uh, there's not a whole lot of education, especially for younger people um, as you're coming up, not, not even necessarily like through grade school, but like even in college, there's not anything, you know, educational wise, that's kind of leading you in that direction to help with those things. So I think that that's a huge, um, milestone that our country in general for educational system needs to kind of, you know, get to and break through. But uh, the second thing I want to talk about is um, your co-hosting business. I had just had a conversation with somebody the other day where you're talking about your owner buy box. Like, you know, you have a buy box when you go purchase a home. And I tell my students, you have to have a buy box for your homeowner, right? And not just your homeowner. And then it's like, if that homeowner meets the criteria, in that buy box, then you have a buy box for their home. 
And it's like, does their home now meet the criteria for that buy box that I'm willing to work with and, and go for? Because I have the same experience as you, Jayla. We went through and there's a lot of that we should have said no to. And we didn't. And um, it may, we wasted time. We, ha- we learned a lot. And I'm thankful for that growth. But I wish I would have had somebody to tell me, get your owner buy box, get your house buy box. Because that, that's great advice. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And when I'm glad you brought up, Allie, like what the educational system, you know, could potentially be lacking. And I don't know what the solution is, but I know that I was encouraged as a senior in high school to take out a whole bunch of loans to go to college. And I had no idea what an amortization schedule was. I had no idea what my monthly payment was going to be like when I finished school. And then I left college and I was like, I'm sorry, what is my monthly payment? How am I supposed to afford that? Like, I just had no idea. And I do think that the winds are changing and I think fewer people are going to college and I think they're choosing other paths and I think they're figuring it out, but it took 20 years of, of what I went through for the, for the system to like start thinking about this. And so I'm waiting for this to trickle down into like, you know, when we teach students algebra or we teach them geometry or whatever, when do we teach them like the basics of finance? Like what is the term of what is the interest rate? How does compound interest work? How does, how does simple interest work? And how does the amortization schedule, like, what is that? So I'm still waiting, but anyway. I've got some, I've got some rabbit hole theories on that, but I'll right. save that for another, that another, for, another, for, another episode, <laughs> for another episode. Yeah, 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 it, it, yeah. It has to do with a lot of things, but okay, well, so you've talked about what you would have done differently, Jayla. What do you think the most exciting piece of this investing journey has been? Um, I don't know. The most exciting part is I'd say two parts, like, oh gosh, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot, like, what is the part that's exciting? You know, I love the transformation. Um, and I love the making money. (laughs) I guess those are the two most exciting parts. I mean, I love, I also love the, I really do love the, you know, customer service aspect of it while it's a giant pain in the ass very often there it's just really fun it's it's fun to surprise people you know pleasantly surprise people and make people happy um but yeah the making money is super exciting and fun and the potential um and i do love the transformation i just got um i'm looking at doing a uh, a new property close to here um that they just purchased uh but you know actually designing and furnishing the whole thing. And I love that part of it. So I could see myself a little bit doing more of that. Um, Cause that's pretty fun. Um, you know, for the properties that we've bought, I, I love that process of, you know, just giving it a cohesive look and bringing it all together and seeing the end, you know, the finish, the transformation, everything. So awesome. That's the fun part. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, well, Jayla, we really appreciate your time today. It's been so great having you on uh, before we go away though um can you please tell our listeners um where they can find more about your homes that you rent more about your business and more about you yeah so um instagram is probably um i'm just at jayla siciliano and then at atlas vacations and atlas dash vacations is our website so awesome perfect awesome well Thank you so much. We appreciate you being here. And yeah, we'll look forward to having you on a midterm panel soon. Okay. Thank you both. You guys are awesome.
appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.